0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this
0: week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Enlighten yourself to the perspectives of other people. Yeah. But the problem with that is that Twitter is so... uh, It befalls filter bubbles so easily, and so you just start seeing the same people or the same ideologies over and over again. And they start to inform your ideologies, and then you find yourself tweeting the things that they would
1: tweet. That I I like it most for live events. Oh yeah. So like, so you're watching a a sports game, and you're like, "What does Bill Simmons think of this call at this exact time?" Right. And you can actually go and see because he'll be live tweeting. Right. But you don't feel a responsibility to live tweet because you have opinions about that call. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just uh, I feel like who who cares i saw a tweet this week and i I can't
0: credit the the writer but it was so spot on no one has i think it was maybe whitney cummings uh no one will ever be angry at you for choosing not to tweet about something you don't fully understand and I thought oh that was yeah so, bad. And so i've been trying to like I've been trying to apply that to some of my urges to tweet. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll tweet half a tweet. I won't know how to finish it. And while I'm pausing and thinking about how to finish mm-hmm. it, I'll come
1: to the conclusion of, I'm not bettering the world by tweeting this at right. all. Right. Not doing something is so much more forgivable than doing something and it going badly.
0: Yeah, or just not, <laughs> not being constructive. Yeah. So I, many of my tweets are not constructive. They're just like, oh, look at all the words I know.
1: I, th- I think that can apply to hiring people too. And I heard that on a podcast the other day where a guy was saying, You can always not hire someone who you're questionable about. Yes. But if you hire the person you're questionable about and they don't work out, it's so much harder to get rid of that person. Is that true? I think so. Yeah. 100%. I've Well, definitely done
0: it. I understand the premise. Yeah. you, You do owe the person you hired a little bit of time. Yeah. But certainly people get hired because somehow they pulled off the interview or for whatever reason, and then they turned out to be a train wreck and you just get rid of them.
1: I've hired people that I was lukewarm about. Yeah. In the interview. And then kind of just been like, ah, you know what? We'll bring them on board. And then I learned my lesson and kind of started going with if they're not a hell yeah, then they're a hell no. Really? You don't think you've ever had somebody who was a lukewarm interview and actually turned out to be a great employee? I
0: do. But I, I was rolling the dice hardcore. Yeah, I see. You mean, yeah. in this particular case. Yeah. Do you think you present better in the professional environment or in interviews? Obviously, you're going to say the professional environment.
1: Uh, yeah, I think the professional environment. Do you interview well? I've had some good interviews in my day, but, but I haven't interviewed in so long that I wonder what I would be like now. I know. I I think about that sometimes too.
0: Yeah. And like, I didn't even interview for the job I have now. Mm -hmm. I like took a meeting. I sent an email, got a call half an hour later and they're like, can you come hang out for a sec? And I did and had a new job. So I haven't had a job interview Mm -hmm. since Curtis Bray and Mm K-Rock, which is
1: ridiculous. And what do you think interviews are like now? Do you think they'll always kind of be like for you? Just well, hey, come hang out for a sec and we'll talk. Maybe. And
0: w- w- without, what I do specifically, mm-hmm. such a big component is let's just make sure he's not crazy or an asshole. Right. Because they've already heard what I do. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Becky's gone on so many job interviews. Right. And, and her her temperament going into these interviews like never fails to amaze me. Like when she's got a job interview or something. And... and I know that I would be having a panic attack just about having to shake hands and meet people and look, in, look them in the eye and like have my vocabulary at my ready. Mm-hmm. And she's she'll say she's nervous and I'm sure she is, but she always seems to have it together. Right. And that's what most professional people have to do. They just have to go out and network and meet people and yep. and be at their best
1: way more often. Totally. <laughs> and that's really intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I feel like I'm kind of, close to Becky, you know, I would I would be, like, nervously uh, excited. You're an extrovert. Would you identify as an extrovert? I would, but sometimes you need to just play the part of an extrovert Yeah, in certain situations. You're like, wait a second, I'm supposed to be a little bit more out there. Hey, guys!
0: Well, that's why I kind of think introvert-extrovert is a bit of a myth. The whole Myers-Briggs yeah. thing is just, like,
1: we're trying a little bit too hard to, to boil down our souls. I think it's more people willing to put themselves out there and feeling less stress about crashing and burning. Right. Yeah. You know. Right, but then so much of the discussion is
0: so-called introverts trying to correct extroverts about what it means to be an introvert. That's true. And the words introvert and extrovert, regardless of what they mean clinically, mm-hmm. are still used as synonyms for outgoing and not outgoing. Not outgoing. Or shy. Totally. And I think we all fall victim to that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. useless.
1: I tells you there's times. Yeah. Where you're at like a networking event or something and you just want to like stay with the person next to you. And like I don't want to just go up to that person yeah. that I don't have any connection with. Like, Again, it, it is crazy. So much easier not to do things. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> so for <laughs> that reason, you might make a fool of yourself and it's no one will ever blame you for not going over there. <laughs> well, that's right. And have I made a fool of myself
0: in recent years? Not that many times. No. Have I taken that many risks? Not that many
1: times. Yeah, you had the salad thing. That was probably the first time in a while.
0: Oh, I dropped so much salad. Did I talk about that on the podcast? I feel like we did. It was cataclysmic. No, I told you about it at work. I think. Yeah, maybe that was where. Maybe we, we did we talk about it. it on the podcast. Anyway, yeah, I bought I bought a Pete's salad, which is this fabulous salad in a little cardboard box. <laughs> and you got to walk up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know what happened, but I felt the salad leave my fingertips. And there was a moment while the salad was in the air where everything slowed down and I was able to process the full moment. And I thought to myself, well, maybe it won't explode when it hits the concrete. Yeah. Of course, that didn't happen. It. it exploded when it hit the concrete. And all I could do was stare at every spoiled leafy green all over the concrete. Mm-hmm. And I could hear the pity of the people surrounding me. I could hear like the, oh.
1: Yeah. Oh. Meanwhile, you're in, you're just hearing uh, that, that like old... Uh, opera in your head that's like
0: no 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 exactly yes
1: it slows down
0: yeah. yeah a la bugs bunny or something right yeah and so i go down i try to be cool about it and i say hey can i have like a broom i just i it was i'm i and they're like oh, <laughs> they're like
1: we're a salad bar dude we don't do brooms
0: <laughs> no they they sent up a person to clean it for me because they didn't trust me to do it right naturally okay. <laughs> and and they made me a new salad which is very cool And then about 70% through that salad, hand talker that I am, I Mm -hmm. knocked that puppy on the floor too. And then I left. What were you talking about at that point? I bet Uh, you can't remember. I think I was just telling a charming story as I do. (laughs) charming story. (laughs) I was just being at my best.
1: Yeah, sure. So I said to Trudeau, I said, (laughs) oh no. Yeah.
0: I feel like I had another saucy anecdote I wanted to begin the podcast with. Wow. And now it's gone.
1: Now it's gone. Meeting someone cool.
0: Oh, we were talking about risks. That's what I was going to say. Okay. We're talking about taking risks. I, you know, how I I, I pretend to be a writer. Yes. I. I, I well, you I, don't pretend. You do it. I have done it. Mm-hmm. I submitted to a contest, like oh. a like a provincial Nova Scotia writers contest. No way. But and Becky's always like sending me links for creative writing contests, which is so lovely and supportive. But my main frustration with them is they all. Ask for stories that are like a thousand words, five hundred right. words, maybe twenty five hundred words, and that's not a story. Certainly, five hundred words is not a story. Right. Give me a break. How am I supposed to? And I understand that you expect to get a lot of submissions. It would take you years if you had to read a bunch of ten thousand word essays. Yeah, uh, from from just any old Joe Blow, especially if they're bad. Uh, but I submitted to a to a 1500 word story contest. I submitted a thousand word story. It had to pay 25 bucks, $5 entrance fee into the, the program and then $20 per contest or whatever. And it took like six months to get feedback. I was really nervous and I knew I wouldn't get shortlisted and I didn't get shortlisted and that was fine. But the feedback was really not constructive. And oh, it was no. the first time I've ever had uh, objective feedback, like non-biased because right. I don't show to many people. Right. And the few people I do show it to and actually read it are people who I love. Right. And so they're supportive and that's nice. Um, so this is just like a faceless person who, let's face it, is probably a King student. Mm-hmm. And uh, like a, a TA or something.
1: They're like going to have feedback
0: no matter what. Absolutely. <laughs> and the other thing is it wasn't it wasn't the greatest thing. It was just kind of a stupid twee little thing. Uh, Sickeningly sentimental story. Okay, I just had to have something within the the character limit, and the feedback was not that constructive. It was basic. It was very personal. Like they they went in with the uh, uh here's a, here's a list of lines that you wrote that I kind of like lyrically. Here's a list that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. It's not really explaining to me like what's wrong with it. Right. Why
1: didn't you like it?
0: Well, and then I I, re- I re- referenced uh Zopaclone, which is the sleeping medication I take. I've referred to Zopaclone. Oh, okay. So if you were to see the word Zopaclone in context, in a sentence, capital Z, mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: Even if you'd never heard of Zopaclone before, you could probably glean that that's a medication. Yeah. If you don't know that it's a, a sleeping medication, you might be able to figure out from the sentence that it's an anxiety medication or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she just circles it. I didn't know what this is. Had to look it up. Is it a known thing? And I've just kind of felt like, I don't care what you don't know. Right. That's super not my problem if no. you didn't know a word. Congrats, at all. You're welcome for helping you learn
1: a new word. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> and we're in an age where if someone's reading a story and they say something about Zopa clone, that you can probably gather from the sentence what it means. That's what my point is. Right. If you can't, you can easily look it up. And that person that was reading the story Did. probably would. It's not like you need to spoon feed it to them. You what? only have a thousand characters. Or that's whatever.
0: the other thing is I'm trying to save some space <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> what
1: are you you're making footnotes? Like
0: uh it was just frustrating because it was it was the first time I've ever had any kind of feedback. And I know rejection and criticism is like something you have to I know there's a lot of that. It just didn't feel that professional. It didn't feel worthy of paying for, that's for right. sure.
1: Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the um the office episode where Joe finds Toby's novel and she's like oh. And your second, your second act, you have the character do this or that. And he's like, well, maybe like, she's like, you should start it on this. And then it just pans <laughs> to him, like doing one of the fourth wall things or he goes, write your own damn novel. <laughs> uh,
0: Flanagan. What, what are the books called? Um, Ned Flanagan or well, to- his, Todd Flenderson? No, well, he's his name's Toby Flenderson. Flenderson. He's Toby yeah. Flenderson.
1: yeah. It could be something Flanagan's like journey or something. Yeah, it's it's just a veiled
0: Toby name. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. very funny. I want I want someone to write one of those books.
1: Oh, that would be like that would be the funniest form of fan fiction.
0: Do you subscribe to the fan theory that
1: Toby is the Scranton Strangler? Oh, uh, but he was he was also one of the jurors. Right? Oh, so like he could have framed it. Well,
0: and then he has this ongoing fascination with the Scranton Strangler. He always wants to he, talk about it and he doesn't believe that the that the, the
1: the strangler was necessarily guilty. George
0: Howard Scubb is the the guilty one and he goes to visit him and George Howard Scubb strangles him.
1: Oh. See, I didn't know about this part. Maybe this, I'm not that far in the show yet. It goes deep, man. Really? So the
0: episode where they actually the one where they it's like, it's one of the cold opens where mm-hmm. the Scranton Strangler is doing like a speed chase and he drives past the office. <laughs> yeah. So they show the car yep. and the license plate. And that car and license plate are in the office parking lot two seasons before.
1: Oh, I do subscribe to this theory. Yeah. Yeah. I fully think that he could be the screen Strangler. It's very good. It almost makes you feel good for Toby. Unless he's so dark and he's just like so, so creepy and weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. And he gets up at the last Dundies and says like, I was involved in a, in a trial and I'm, you know, we, man was sentenced to death and. I'm not so sure. And someone just cuts him off
0: and like, that's it. Uh, he works for corporate, so he's not really part of this family. And he's mm-hmm. divorced, so he's not really part of
1: his family. <laughs> Receiving the most repulsive. Abo- oh, this is really me. Do we have to do this? Come on, man. It's his last dundies. Uh,
0: I was going to say, we were talking about uh, writing stuff. Uh, I have Becky is editing this book I wrote right now. Oh, she's awesome. Really, she's just giving like notes, and which is nice. Um, and uh, so often I'm having to... Uh, stifle the urge to defend certain questions or criticisms she have she has oh, yeah. with with the excuse of well that's the point. <laughs> so often she'll say
1: well I don't know about this and I'm like that's the point that's the whole point <laughs> which is the goddamn worst. <laughs> or the on- the only thing worse than that would be if you said well you just don't get it yes
0: but that's basically what i'm saying (laughs) read on my dear yeah
1: (laughs) you'll you'll come to understand in the future chapters anyway enough
0: about me how about we talk about felicity huffman and laurie laughlin all right oh it was an interesting speaking of on becky it was an interesting week for uh just like ex-tv stars Mm -hmm. white women pleading guilty because also allison mack from smallville pled guilty to racketeering in the sex cult case (laughs) Yes, yes, let's talk about it. I don't know what else to say about that one, but it's crazy. She, she
1: played guilty though. She played guilty. To what was it? Racketeering. <laughs> what does that really mean? I don't
0: even know what racketeering is. Doesn't it is. have
1: something to do with money and like uh almost well, seems I mean, like embezzlement.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a sex cult, so there was some kind of financial tier system. Does it mean they were doing
1: something with a racket? I don't in think in this sex cult. <laughs> right. Uh yes, it's there, like, it's there, like squash there, but there, when you cheat, <laughs> there was a racket and I was the racketeer. <laughs>
0: uh she was in the sex cult racket is what it was uh, okay and she had, she had shed no racketeers she, that she had that's right she had female sex slaves for her and for the leader of the cult
1: i'm listening <laughs> <laughs> and it was very bad
0: they're very bad people yeah oh no I, I i do agree with that very bad people and so felicity huffman she pled guilty Okay. To not to racketeering and sex kills. <laughs> oh, okay. But the college scandal thing, and she was actually very contrite. She's like, I'm ashamed of this. I've shamed my family. I feel very bad. I'm willing to accept the consequences. She's okay. going to get like community service and a $500,000 fine or something. It's
1: just like they were telling me that it was a full house. And I was like, <laughs> hey, you could fit a lot of people. That's Lori Loflin. That is
0: the college trying to talk about Felicity Huffman. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: There's a very big difference. You're, that's that's why I'm leading with Felicity. You were Huffman. talking about one half of Philly H. Muffman.
0: That's right. Uh, somebody got a funny picture of William H. Macy uh, just on a motorcycle yesterday. Like okay. like 20 minutes after his wife pled guilty, he was trying to like bike away,
1: <laughs> as is his want. Yeah, he was just getting some uh, you know some free spirit time out there. That's right. So she was very cool. It's going to blow over. The other thing that's nice for Felicity Huffman is
0: that. There's so much more clickbait about Lori Loughlin. People don't really, really? care about Felicity Huffman because Lori Loughlin is so... Um, She's making more of a thing of it? It's just more egregious, I think. And plus, her daughter is the worst, and her husband is this right. Mossimo target guy. And so the two of them together... She, first of all, she uh, rejected her plea deal. Every, all 50 people were offered a plea deal. She rejected hers because she thought they were bluffing, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. And when she rejected it, Slaney, did you hear about what happened to Lori Loughlin I yesterday? I know nothing about that. it's so crazy. She rejected her plea deal, and then they dug up um, money laundering uh evidence. You're kidding. She was indicted for money laundering, and she could face 40 years in jail. What? Which she won't, but she's probably gonna go to jail, where Felicity Huffman won't. Oh my god. So
1: both now of both- the big house is gonna be a full house.
0: That's right. A little bit more full. Mm-hmm. So both of Olivia Jade's parents are probably probably going to the clink, to the slammer.
1: My God, you have everything. Why do you... Is that really what it takes? Entitlement, I
0: guess. It wasn't even about saving money. It was about status. It was about being able to go to
1: garden parties and being like, my daughter went to this school. A part of me is wondering if this should even really be that illegal. <laughs> sure, it should be illegal. <laughs> yeah, but... It's the, horrible. I mean, she's not going to do well in university hang no. paying to get her in.
0: I know, but in all the discussion <laughs> we're having right now about elitism and the advantage of the rich. That's fair. And it's also... You know what? You turned me really quick. It's also <laughs> an affirmative action issue. There are so many uh, sure min- minorities. There's so many minorities who deserve who deserve these slots and who sometimes have to have to defend their right to be at these institutions yeah. against all of these Olivia Jade Laughlin
1: Mossimos. That's right. Did you hear about the Dr. Dre tweet? Where he like yes. posted a picture and said like I know didn't need to d- didn't even need to spend any money and then he deleted it because yeah, there he, was a seventy million dollar yeah. donation that he made. He years basically ago? built the school. That is so crazy.
0: It's so um it's so out of his mind. Like you're so you have no self awareness like, at all. You never thought of that. No, I know. Well, <laughs> I can't believe any of these celebrities who have the gall at this point to be like my kids. Rob Lowe did it too. My kids got in on their own. And like, right. first of all, it is okay to, to be proud of your kids. Yeah. But have you never done anything shady to get ahead
1: because of your status? Right. Because now I want to look. Yeah. Because you said <laughs> yeah. something. Well, that's it's a weird, a weird like... And it's a weird time to be able to dig stuff like that up. Yeah. Like there's a, a very clear record. But yeah, also, yeah, why... I think we talked about this too. Why didn't everyone just build a wing of a library or Seriously. whatever? If you're going to do all this and face
0: or like have william h macy teach a master class
1: like yeah. just something of value that people will pay for right and it's, are these master classes through something you mean like the company, through like, like the production through company like master or yale
0: or you mean like the online master classes yeah i was just using the royal master class term oh,
1: okay i don't know who produces master class okay they get good people yeah yeah would you suggest any is there I, any other ones that you've been interested in? Yeah, I'm interested in.
0: About? I'm interested in the Judy Bloom one. Okay, I think that'd be cool. Is it Judy Bloom herself, or is it like? Well, it's not like a Judy Bloom look alike. I I just kind of figured Judy Bloom could be dead. Beverly Cleary is 102. Judy Bloom is like 70, I think. Who's
1: Beverly Cleary?
0: Beverly Cleary, I think it's like Ramona Quimby, right? Okay, sure. And then Judy Bloom is. Um, uh, is it? Uh, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Right. Fudge mania.
1: Fudge mania. Right. Do you remember the show Fudge? It was a thing.
0: Was it Judy Bloom's Fudge? I think so.
1: Super Fudge. Double Fudge. There's a bunch of Fudge books. <laughs> now the word has lost all meaning. Right. <laughs> fudge it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I like. I liked. I liked Judy Bloom when I was a very young reader, and I imagine she probably has. Do that one.
1: She probably has wisdom. Sure. I wonder who else has masterclasses. Oh my god, there's so many of there them. There are a lot. I saw like Tom Morello has one, but I'm like, I'm not gonna take a Tom Morello masterclass. It seems so so confined to one thing. Like to play the guitar, is that what it is? Well, you would think that, but Tom Morello has a very like like he's got a, a style. Yeah. You know, if John Mayer did a masterclass, I'd I'd say he he is just a virtuoso and I wanna glean some some wisdom from this guy.
0: The other thing is if John Mayer were to teach a class, it would be such a bird class, right? Because he would just like
1: show YouTube videos. And right. <laughs> and I think I think he would quickly go way over your head. Yes. <laughs> but Tom Morello, I think he would say like, okay, click this pedal now. Now turn, turn all of your knobs to this.
0: Well, it's a fine line because you're right. John, John Mayer would come in and be like, so here's bold as love. Do what right. I do. Yeah, yeah. And
1: I don't know anything about Tom Morello. Yeah, I mean, he's the Rage Against the Machine. No, I know who he is. Okay, you know some stuff.
0: I know. He plays with
1: Bruce a lot. Oh yeah, he sure does. Yeah, yeah, good fella. So maybe (laughs) he can get his kids into school. That's right. His kids aren't going to school. He plays for a band called Rage Against the Machine. You think his kids are going to an institution? It's not a lot of institutionalism in the in that family. No, unless his kids are real rebels. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of like what uh, George Harrison's son did, I think. Did he become like an an academic or something? No, he just, he was pretty studious and George Harrison was like, skip school today and stay home and we'll, you know, play in golf carts around the garden.
0: But wasn't there an intellectualism to the Beatles? Like I certainly with John Lennon. Yes. He was like, I'm going to read Ulysses this weekend. Right. That was my John Lennon. What do you think? That was pretty good.
1: (laughs) Pretty, pretty good. Oh, thanks, buddy. I think they're all clever lads.
0: All right, so this is my, this is definitely not the richest area uh, of, of discussion we could have this week, but mm-hmm. it's my favorite. Okay. Or at least
1: it's... Well, let's dive into it.
0: Okay. Uh, so there's going to be a Grease prequel. Love it. <laughs> a Grequel. Fully in. Uh, I, I don't know, because I guess Grease 2 was such a good idea. Grease Thunder. <laughs> well, no, it's a Grease I... prequel. So it tells us this, the love story of Danny and Sandy courting at the beach in the summer before that first Uh, semester back at Rydale High. Making out under the docks. Well, that's what I'm thinking. It's like we already know everything that happens in this story, right? From the song alone. Yeah.
1: And then she, she got it. She
0: got a cramp. They made out under the docks. They stayed out till ten o'clock.
1: Original content does exist. Like I don't understand why we're relying so heavily on spinoffs. <laughs> you know, and... What
0: are we gonna do? Oh, let's write the Summer Lovin' movie. There's By the way, <laughs> that's what it's called. Which is, the horny, which is the horniest title I can imagine right. for a for a Grease prequel. You may as well call it. She was good, if you know what I mean.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that they're going to have like uh, some pretty stellar soundtrack stuff too? Do you think like. No. Bruno Mars is gonna be on there saying like Ugh Stand in my crevices. <laughs> <laughs> well why would Bruno Mars be there? It should be the the Danny should, and Sandy. Well maybe Bruno's gonna be Danny.
0: <laughs> this is a new spin, not an old classic. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we bring back John Travolta and Olivia Newton John to play their sixteen year old selves. Oh that no, eighteen. Be... He was sweet, just turned eighteen. She was good if you know
1: what I mean. Do you think um <laughs> She was
0: good. If she was, well, and he kind of groans it too. She was good. If you he, he's sexually yeah, frustrated. God.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, let's not mince words here. There's also a line in in Greece, later oh, yeah. where uh, I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, she's, the, surreal, what, she's what, a what real she's th- a real pussy magnet. Oh well, there, yeah. There's that, yeah. and also what the chicks are gonna do, cream. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah, that is. There's another one too. <laughs> oh,
0: it's a real uh, something. I don't know. Something about tits in that song, too. It's not a PG oh, song. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway. <laughs> anyway, there's a... there's it, a there's It a, really was. I remember seeing it in elementary school and being like, this movie's a little risque for me. Yeah, they did it at my high school. Yeah. Grease.
0: But maybe they'll do the Greek will next. The Greek will. I'm excited for it. It's called Summer Lovin'. They had a
1: squeakle. Here's the Greek, <laughs> Greek will.
0: <wheel>. Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, it's all man. in the...
1: In the the GCU
0: I actually saw an interesting take on Twitter again. I can't I can't give credit, but you know the, the it's not, it's kind of a cold take at this point that the message of Greece is change yourself and and yeah. get love. Right. I actually somebody kind of defended against that, which I think is a good point. Um, that she doesn't really change who she is. She puts on a sexy outfit and she tells her her fuckboy boyfriend to step up. And that's kind of true. Yeah. She just kind of grows a spine. I don't think she like changes her that's morals. True. She's, she smokes she, a cigarette, but it's
1: 1959. She is such a pushover at yeah. this point. Yeah. And also Danny changes too. He puts on a cardigan and joins track. Right. Yeah. He just kind of wins the battle of who should change most. Right. Right. <laughs> the only real conventional change is when their car can fly. That That was a big... See, I want to see a sequel... <laughs> with them <laughs> maybe, just in the flying car. Maybe Babe, that's why are we just hopping in the flying car?
0: Maybe that's the prequel as we learn the magic behind the flying car. <laughs> he
1: whispers it in her ear at the very end. One day, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to move back here from Australia. and you're Australia, gonna, Sandy. <laughs> and you're going to get in my flying car. She's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to do an Australian accent, but she's basically responding like, listen, I'm not going to believe you about this flying car shit. (laughs) It's like where it all comes in. And the whole Greece, right? The the whole Greece is leading up to a flying car. So
0: right after that conversation, Mm -hmm. he took her bowling in the arcade. They (laughs) were strolling, drank lemonade.
1: Why when they're in the garage, are they not talking about like, make sure we put the wings in this girl. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Look, I think it was all. We got the jet fuel in there,
0: boys. I think it was all implied when they called it a pussy magnet. I think it was understood yeah, that this right.
1: this thing is the chitty chitty bang bang of its. That's time. right. If they dug deep on why it's a pussy magnet, well, first of all, it can literally <laughs> fly. <laughs>
0: one of the first autonomous vehicles it's a hovercraft
1: <laughs> elon musk was uh in on the planning
0: maybe that's what it is it's the the old the what were they the thunderbirds the t-birds the yep. t-birds yes their car was uh was a tesla that was what the t stood for <laughs> right. the tesla birds
1: <laughs> oh ahead of its time yeah, that should be the name of this episode anyway the so tesla
0: birds so i'm very much ready for the for the greek will
1: you're gonna watch it for sure
0: Oh my God! Opening, I'll i watch Gre- I'll watch Grease three times in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. I like Grease. I
1: haven't seen Grease in so long. It's so ridiculous. It is so ridiculous.
0: The thing about Grease is everybody watches it before they're old enough to watch Grease. So, like you said, like right. So you, there's an edge to it. Well, I don't know how old I was before I realized that Rizzo gets an abortion. Like Whoa, she, she Doesn't that. Doesn't, she, doesn't she get an abortion?
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. What or is she, she just or that? is she just not pregnant? In the song, there are worse things I could do. Like, oh, that's, that's yeah. about how she's pregnant, right? right? And then at the end, she's like, never mind. And then she... she's like, pass me that bottle,
1: baby. <laughs> right. And
0: they get on the Ferris wheel.
1: Uh, a Which, And you wouldn't get on the Ferris wheel if you're pregnant. <laughs> That's supposed to be the, the key. Well, no. That's
0: how you know. No, because Kaniki says, aren't you knocked up? And she's like, not anymore, baby, or something. <laughs> <No way. laughs> you gotta watch Grease again. I you gotta know what? Watch Grease this again. is a perfect opportunity for one of our musical theater loving friends to send in
1: uh, uh, ex- uh, Explain a Thing. Explain a Thing.
0: Is Rizzo pregnant? Does she get an
1: abortion? All right, well,
0: you can't put it in now. Maybe next week. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: All I, right. I kind of like leaving you hanging there. Like, <laughs> Does she get an abortion? <laughs> Speaking of Disney
0: movies and beloved children's characters. <laughs> As Rizzo was. Right, yeah. Uh, Disney Plus announced a bunch of their original shows that they're going to put on the new streaming service. Okay. One of them is going to be a Monsters, Inc. TV series okay. with Billy Crystal and John Goodman. Wow. I know john goodman will take any job he's just
1: like on fire right now but he's he'll take good stuff usually except for the Connors. oh right which is still on that's still going is there going to be another season next year
0: yes it was a big hit (laughs) i was mistaken about the Connors. you were yeah you were and i probably was too yeah anyway there's also going to be a hawkeye tv series a limited series starring jeremy renner starring jeremy renner okay Right, because it's the Disney Channel, so they're going to the track. Because he's Hawkeye, yeah. right. But it's a limited series, and it's about him training a, uh, a takeover person. Because the Black Widow movie, a takeover person, uh, like an apprentice, right? a takeover person. <laughs> you're my takeover person. You're, you're going to be my takeover person. They're making a Black Widow movie. There's like a bunch of these Avengers who have been in a thousand of these movies and have not really gotten their moment in the spotlight yet. Mm-hmm. And so they're giving Scarlett a movie, which makes sense because she's a movie star. And I'm not sure if Jeremy Renner's a movie star, like in a big way. Are people yeah. going to go to the Hawkeye movie? They might watch the Hawkeye TV series.
1: Yeah. It's kind of funny to me that, G- like, Jeremy Renner and Don Cheadle are both in the uh, MCU. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they're the ones who. Yeah, they should have Don Cheadle in, this, in the show with Hawkeye.
0: There are so many people in the MCU that when a fairly famous actor takes a small part, I'm like, you sure you don't want to hold out for like a bigger part that's right. a, inevitably going to come around? Yeah. You just want to play like, like Martin Freeman. I mean, I guess he was in Black Panther, so that was pretty sweet. But like right. before Black Panther, Martin Freeman, you sure you want to do like just the S.H.I.E.L.D. series or something like yeah. that seems like you could do something better and more charming. Mm-hmm.
1: But then again, he's not really a superhero type. He wasn't in the S.H.I.E.L.D. series, was he? No, I guess ah, not. Okay. No. Um, yeah. I I'm just you know what cold take too. I'm just getting so bored of all of the blockbusters being superhero movies. I know, but
0: you're gonna go to Endgame.
1: Yeah, maybe. I didn't go to Captain Marvel. Me neither. I thought no. I
0: would. I thought I was going to. We were overdue to go to a movie, and then we went to Shazam the other day instead. Right. And you was, were okay with
1: it. It was great. It was really fun. That's good. Yeah. That should be the the wheelhouse. For it was. DC. Well, it although was then just, they're going to they're all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's in the the
0: DCCU. Mm-hmm. I think it is. It's just very charming. It doesn't have any. It doesn't have a dark bone in its
1: body. No. It's just fun. It, there's no stakes to it. Right. It's charming. Was it weird to see uh, main dude in acting again? The guy. Chuck. Who was, yeah, Chuck.
0: I don't know. Did he retire? Well, where has he been? I don't know. I've I, at the gym maybe. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't ever seen Chuck. I'm not sure. I've ever seen Zachary Levi uh, act. Right. Zachary Levi
1: yeah that yeah. sounds right yeah was he good yeah nice it was fine Sweet. it was fun who was the villain the villain had
0: a, a scar on his eye and okay. he was kind of an older evil mad scientist it was on brand
1: all right yeah good good good
0: i also watched unicorn store speaking of brie larson and samuel L. jackson right so this is a movie oh, brie larson's in it brie larson directed it and oh, okay. she's the star of it
1: oh wow
0: and it's a, a Netflix movie. I remember seeing the trailer a while back and saying to Becky, I'm probably going to cry in this movie. And then I cried thrice. Three times. Yeah. And I passed out once. No, that was Dear, that was Dirty John. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, Come sorry, on. Sorry. Come on. No, Unicorn Store was good. Nice. It's, it's about, it's about dreams and loving yourself. And mm. it was, it was very nice. All right. Yeah. I'm into it.
1: Dreams and, then, and loving
0: yourself. And then the other movie I watched since we're on the subject, have you, ever, have you watched, um, have you heard of? A futile and stupid gesture on Netflix? No. It came out last year. It's Will Forte playing Doug Kenney, who created the National Lampoon. Oh, okay. And so there's all these other comedy actors in it doing cameos as other super famous people like Joel McHale plays Chevy Chase. And so it's about how the Harvard Lampoon splinters off into the National Lampoon. It's the successful magazine and all their people get poached by Saturday Night Live in 1975. And... I didn't know anything about this guy and it is a a goofy movie, but it's telling a true story
1: and it's great. It's a great film. And I would definitely watch that. It got good reviews. When did it come out on Netflix? The last year. Wow. And it's still there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's a Netflix production. I will for sure watch that. Yeah. A stupid and futile
0: gesture. It's yeah, it's, it's goofy, but it's, it's. If you don't know anything going in and I didn't, I think that enriches the viewing experience because it's up our alley, but mm. I don't really know anything about the National Lampoon. Right. I've seen Caddyshack, but that's it.
1: Nice. Can you turn my headphones down just a little bit? Yeah. yeah, of course. In the right. Well, it's only the right ear that I hear.
0: Is that a little better? Is that better now? Yeah, that's good. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. Anything for you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> okay. What else do we have to discuss? Oh, just one more thing about uh, Disney Plus. They were going to do a high-fidelity TV series. Okay. And now that got
1: moved to Hulu. That makes more sense. No, but even so, like a high-fidelity yeah, TV show. Just knock it off. Yeah. Again, there's such a thing as original content and it's never been easier to get it on there. But there's been multiple adaptations of the same Nick Hornby books
0: at this point. Like there's a movie about a boy and there's a TV series about a boy and there's two fever pitch movies. Right. And now there's going to be two different high fidelity things. And what else has Nick
1: Hornby done? A bunch of things probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a Nick Hornby specialist. I don't know if I've seen any of his movies. You would like high fidelity. That's up your alley. For I sure. th- I have seen High Fidelity. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, good Jack
0: Black performance. That was like the original Jack Black performance. Yeah, they I kind think of it put was, him on the map. I think
1: it was right after Tenacious D. I mean, Tenacious D I think existed in a very small cult kind of way. Right. Yes. Well, like as Flight of the Concords did. Like it was an HBO show. But HBO, I guess, wasn't as famous I at that time. I don't think I knew Tenacious D was a show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like a serialized show. It was. It was basically the original template of flight of the concords right did you watch flight of the concords yeah of course yeah so that exact thing (laughs) okay but a little but dirtier right and on hbo you know the kid who played zach in school of rock
0: got arrested a couple of weeks ago for shoplifting guitars from guitar center
1: well that's badass the (laughs)
0: the isn't that ridiculous the guy who was the guitarist yeah, Zach
1: Attack. Zach Attack. Like the mild-mannered guitar he player. He was pretty, pretty quiet. Shoplifting electric guitars. I was, so I was going to ask how he's doing, but obviously
0: pretty bad. Yeah, poorly, I think. Things yeah. aren't going great. Or he just like likes the rush. But like, what a silly thing to steal. <laughs> you think he was like, I was Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of those kids go anywhere?
1: The iCarly girl, I guess. She kind of became something. There was an iCarly girl. Yeah. Okay. I don't know anything about iCarly either. No, me neither. I uh, There there was kind of a throwaway thing in The Office, which made me think that Craig Robinson was in iCarly. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't think he was, though. He was like, you know that guy? I like the way I he think, talks. I
0: think it was just a relatability thing.
1: Yeah, okay. I think it was
0: just a weird thing you wouldn't expect to hear from Craig
1: Robinson right. or in The Office. Sure. Okay, cool. Because I definitely was like, okay, well, obviously he voiced someone, but I think I looked and no one was in it.
0: Right. Yeah. So they announced the casting for who's going to play Lady Diana in the new season of The Crown. Okay. I don't know if it's season three. Season three is yet to come. Okay. But I think this is season four they're talking about now. They're filming back to back. They got an actress named Emma Corrin, who's basically
1: a nobody. Okay. She looks the part. Emma Corrin playing Princess Diana. So she's like an attractive woman? Yeah. Cool. She's very
0: young. At least she looks to be very young in the pictures. I don't know like what age. I mean, I guess Princess Diana became famous at like 19 probably, right? So, yeah, she was pretty young. So maybe that checks out. I don't know how how far ahead we intend to skip with with the timeline mm. between seasons three and four. And Is both. this a Netflix thing? Yeah, it's The Crown.
1: Oh, oh, she's going to play Lady Diana on The Crown, right. The right, Crown. Right.
0: So seasons three and four are Olivia Coleman playing the queen. Right. And then five and six are the last two seasons, and that's going to be yet another different actress. So mm-hmm. it seems like we should probably reserve that for old lady queen in season five, but no, mm-hmm. it's going to be season four. So how much story is there going to be between seasons five and, uh, and six? Are we going to go straight
1: up like to Markle territory? I don't know. Did you finish all of the... No. Okay. I haven't watched the rest of The Crown either. No. But I don't think it's, it hasn't jumped the shark or
0: anything. No, people love the crown. Yeah. Speaking of the royal family, did you hear about Kevin on Instagram? No. So last week, Harry yeah. and Meghan. Yeah. Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Right. Launched their own couple Instagram account, separate uh-huh. from the royal family. Okay. Uh, at Sussex Royal. Okay. Problem is there's already a guy named Kevin who had an Instagram account called at Sussex Royal. And he just woke up one Tuesday And his account had been co-opted by the royal family.
1: Whoa. They just stole
0: his Instagram handle. And his Sussex Royal had a bunch of underscores in it. No way. You can't do that. I think you can. Have you ever wondered how like a celebrity who comes to a social platform really late just suddenly gets at Steve? Yeah, but I thought they
1: worked that out privately with the owner, with Steve.
0: You would think they call up Steve or Kevin, as this case may be, and say, here's 10 grand. We're going to have at Sussex Royal. That's right. Which, by the way, is not a great handle.
1: No. There was nothing better? It's not on the nose at all. No. At Sussex. Do you think he was intentionally doing this? Why was he called Sussex Royal? I don't know what the theme of his Instagram
0: account was, but like, can't they go to at Harry and Meghan, wherever that is, and give them cash? Yeah, Because
1: whoever at Harry and Meghan is loves Harry and Meghan and would love to help out. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Even like... Give me a fucking signed toque or something. Yeah. I'll take it. That's right. We'll knight you, yeah. quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they gave them the handle like at Sir Matt Slaney.
0: Right, yeah. That would
1: be incredible.
0: Wouldn't that be cool? I don't think we're allowed to be sirs because we're not. Or no, we are because we're part of the commonwealth.
1: Do but you think I, that Sir Matt Slaney exists? Sir Matthew Slaney? Or just Sir Matt Slaney. I mean, as a handle. Oh, I don't know. Because maybe I should change it to Sir Matt Slaney.
0: Does that kind of misrepresent you as a dignitary like going back to the job uh, interview discussion. Like do you want people to be like we need you to kind of extrapolate on how you're connected to the aristocracy? Mhm.
1: Yeah, I would say uh um listen. <laughs> <laughs> Let me level with you. Ahem. <laughs> <laughs> I officially am not a royal. However, I have the mindset and the stick-to-itiveness right, right. of someone with that kind of title.
0: Right. So you're you're just princely. I'm
1: princely by nature. I expect to be fed at a certain time, <laughs> so but like not to be after midnight. Cleaned up after. Right. Etc. 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 And so. Hire and so me, boy. baby. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> Yay. Your Highness. I'm working from home today.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyhow, so that's what's going on with the royal family. Uh, Okay, I don't know a lot of information about this, but I think it's funny. Uh, the The Trump twenty twenty campaign released this horrible promotional video the other day, and they've already had to take it down because they got served by WB because the score they used in the background of the video was the same score in the Bane clip from Dark Knight Rises. You're kidding! They stole the music from Bane in the Dark Knight Rises from the the villain, from the terrorist in the (laughs) Batman movies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And it's just like this haunting music about how much you need Trump. It's just like... You don't
1: realize. Oh, yeah, right. That haunting score. That's so dumb. Man, what is happening? Like, can they not do anything right? Can't they do anything right? Yeah. They and, can't do anything right. And never really pay for it. No. Never officially pay for it. No, that's right. So what's what's your opinion on Biden? I
0: think, I think that Joe Biden is not electable anymore. Mm-hmm. For this reason, the of the of the the gropied stuff like Mm -hmm. I I think the only thing that matters in in 2020, the only thing that matters in a candidate is is electability. I I, you have to put aside everything else. I don't care if they're 85. I don't care if they're 115. I really Mm -hmm. don't. I know that's not ideal in any normal situation, Mm -hmm. but this is not a normal situation. And by the way, Donald Trump is also that old. Right. And so it doesn't really matter about the age. You just have to pick somebody who can beat him. That is the only thing that matters. So who's and the most pre- electable? And previous to this week, mm-hmm. it probably was Joe Biden, but now it doesn't look so good in his image. Right. And I don't. I don't think he really has poor intentions, but I think that he hasn't handled this well at all. Right. And he's not electable anymore. Okay. Who do you think is the most electable? Uh, I don't. Elizabeth Warren is the most qualified person. Okay. But you know, how people are about women. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it gets in the way. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mayor Pete's gotten a lot of attention lately. He's also not electable right now. Mayor Pete. You don't know about mayor Pete Buttigieg. No, he's fascinating. He's, he's 37. He's the mayor of South bend, Indiana. Okay. And has been since he was 29 years old. Okay. He was elected a mayor of like a, of a city, yep. of a university town in Indiana, when Mike Pence was the governor of Indiana. Whoa. He's an ex-military vet. He was in Afghanistan for two tours. All right. He's openly gay. Yes. He's uh, he's married. And he, he got 80% of the vote in his re-election campaign having come out as gay in Mike Pence's Indiana. Wow. He's got more military experience than the last five presidents. Wow. He's 37. He's he's a Rhodes scholar. Mm-hmm. He's the one he's the one you've heard about who uh just like learned Norwegian because he wanted to read a book by this author and it wasn't in English, so he learned Norwegian so he could <laughs> okay, read the book.
1: I'm all over this guy. He's
0: fascinating. He's th- and he's also so profoundly decent. Yeah. Uh he's he's like really uh he seems like a sincere dude. I don't know how electable he is. Mayor Pete, let's do it. The other thing is it's ridiculous. Mayor Pete 2020. It's ridiculous to fixate on um, experience yes. in the, in the Trump election.
1: Well, I mean, and it seems like he's got eight years of experience being the mayor. <laughs> oh, he has, he's held a government office. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he's got military experience. I mean, it is the top military job. This is what everybody always forgets. Right. That, that'd be incredible. He'll probably be the first gay president and that will be wonderful. I just don't know if it'll happen. If this it'll time. happen when he's 39. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 37? He's 37 now.
1: 37. Wow.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's only two years eligible. Is is Buzz starting to build around him at all? Uh yeah, he's he's building some some traction. So he's
1: he's campaigning. He's on oh yeah, he's in. Yeah. Okay. It, Joe Biden's not, by the way. He has not announced candidacy. Oh really? No. So he's still leading the polls. Who are the candidates? Is is Beta Beto in
0: there? Beto's in there. There's twenty two candidates or okay. something. We can cool. uh, Kamala Harris and and uh Cory Booker. Okay. He's pretty good. I like Cory Booker.
1: I know nothing about this yet. You got gonna, lots of time. I'm just going to wait till it You got it lots of time, for goodness sake. We don't even need to be talking about this. And I don't then, have anything new to say, then, but I like Mayor Pete. And then when it happens, hey, if Mayor Pete wins, we should play back this clip. It won't
0: be a bold statement. There'll be lots of people who, everybody's getting on. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mayor Pete. Anyway. Anyway. All right, let's, uh, let's keep this rolling. Crazy thing happened on Jeopardy. Did you hear about this? No. I have to stop saying, did you hear about this? This That's way fine. It's what Bobby Moynihan did in that update bit. Did you this thing uh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, but you know what's going on. Yeah, there what this thing now. Uh, so the Jeopardy, the Jeopardy champion is, uh, I think, four days into his reign. He's okay. already got quarter quarter million dollars. Oh, wow. he just broke the record last night for the largest single
1: day win. So he's is he just getting he's just owning just owning he's a professional gambler that's what he does for oh, a living oh I love this so his daily <laughs> okay okay both of our needs are being met right now he's really mild mannered like, gambler he's not a degenerate fan.
0: he's just like a really quiet guy and he like kind of winks at the camera a little bit he's nice. like he's very um he's endearing you want to root for him you want to root for anybody who's great like it's like watching LeBron like oh, I'm watching greatness right now it's phenomenal and he he. Broke the seventy-seven thousand dollars single-day winning record. get okay. with hundred and eleven thousand dollars. Wow, he decimated the record. Wow, and he's really great. That's amazing. He'll be on the Daily Double. He'll bid like thirty-eight thousand dollars. I love it. Yeah, I love this man. I'm all on board with this. And guy. the other people just don't even get name? to. What's his name? Mayor Pete? No, his <laughs> name is uh, James Holshauer. James Holshauer. Yeah. It's not Mayor Pete at all. Mayor Pete is a brainy guy too. Well, this guy should throw his hat
1: in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Champions, cut of his
0: jib. Jeopardy champion twenty twenty.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell, Adam McKay are going to split up as produ- uh, producing partners.
1: Okay. They're good. They're just going to split up. They're just like, hey, we don't need to be together. They could be together though.
0: Yeah. Well, like Will May-
1: Ferrell was a was a, a producer on Vice, which is yeah. Weird. That's the thing. Maybe it impacts adam mckay more than it does will Ferrell. they
0: still have another movie coming out with uh beanie feldstein she's starring in it who's she's jonah hill's sister she was in ladybird oh, right, yeah it's 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 called book smart it's basically super bad it looks like super bad okay it looks pretty good but it's produced by those guys
1: maybe a little smarter
0: uh, i mean they're book smart they're supposed to be like played it safe through high school book smart girls who want to like learn what it's like to party before they go to university oh, I see. which is kind of the premise of super bad except yeah. they weren't they were shitheads. They weren't like book smart. Right. But they played it safe during high school. Mm-hmm. Same premise. Uh, have you seen the trailer? Yeah, it looks good. Okay. Nice. The trailer came out for the Adams Family show or movie or whatever. It looks bad. I was going to say, I'm not excited about this just looks one. like a fart joke. Yeah. It doesn't look, it's not, it doesn't have
1: any eeriness to it. It's I'm not happy about Nick Kroll taking these not so good roles. Nick Kroll? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he plays Uncle Fester. Oh, maybe he does. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oscar
0: Isaac plays Gomez Adams gomez yeah he kind of looks like a gomez adams he could be a good live action gomez but it's this Mm -hmm. weird like i don't know if it's the the dreamworks people or whoever makes um like the Despicable Me movies or whatever, but it kind of looks like that. What's has, up with... a fart joke nature to it.
1: What's up with Oscar Isaac going from Triple Frontier to Adam's Family? I don't know. He's uh, Is it a two for me, two for you <laughs> scenario?
0: <laughs> He's trying to expand his profile. All right. He can do a lot of things. Sure. Multifaceted that Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. The trailer came out today for uh, Lion King, which comes out in a 100 days. There's going to be so much build up to this movie. So when does that come out versus Aladdin? Aladdin, I think, is sooner. Dumbo came out dumbo was nothing Mm, right dumbo was a total (laughs) failure really uh i think aladdin comes out sooner but lion king is getting more attention for sure it comes out in july
1: okay
0: and again it looks like a shot for shot really yeah
1: yeah dumbo i dumbo i had no connection with to begin with i didn't really care about dumbo yeah no never a movie that but
0: the cast was strong like colin farrell was on bill simmons promoting it that's actually really good
1: yeah, I thought it was a really good listen. He seems like a lovely guy. He's super down to earth now. He's like, you know, I, I don't remember a whole lot. I was uh, super drunk for a wonder, lot of my career.
0: Do you ever wonder how much Family Guy misinforms our opinions about people? Because for a little while, and I haven't watched Family Guy in years, but for a little while, Family Guy's main avenue to comedy was, that person is terrible, and that's the joke. Right. And you just are led to believe that that person is terrible. Like, Sarah Jessica Parker gets called a horse face on social media every day because of one throwaway joke on family guy and she doesn't look like a horse face that's (laughs) a ridiculous awful thing to say about somebody yeah and it just becomes a meme and people say it like they're the first person to say it do you think seth mcfarlane's a dick yeah yeah i think he's a dick yeah i think he has more of a conscience than the show does right but i think probably
1: yeah it's an interesting question isn't it i'd like to explore his life like they yeah. got a documentary on that guy.
0: You can see this very interesting uh, local news clip that his hometown did when he first got Family Guy. Okay, and he was like twenty-one. Right, like he invented Family Guy when he was younger he's than us. Young. Yeah, and he has these big dorky glasses, and he lived in his parents' house. And he's like, and local animator Seth MacFarlane is going to Hollywood with his new network TV deal. Right, and he's like, it's it's a weird thing to see. Are his sound bites okay, or are they like? Well, he
1: does the he does the voice. Like he's oh, okay. always done Peter, right? Yeah, right. That's funny. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to listen. How many seasons are we into it? Like twenty, getting there. God. Yeah, probably like seventeen or eighteen. God, have you watched it recently? No. Every now
0: and then, Netflix will dump a season on, and I'll watch them over a couple of days, just as like background noise.
1: And is it? Do you, does it ever give you a really good laugh?
0: I don't know, but a really good laugh. We talked a little bit last year about that weird episode of Stewie yeah. going to the shrink. I kinda covered a that was, of weird episode. I thought that was a good piece of writing. Yeah. I didn't think it was like special comedy or anything. I just thought it was an interesting creative script that somebody put together. Mm-hmm. Um but there's nothing special culturally about Family Guy anymore. No, no.
1: I don't think. I don't think so either.
0: The only other thing I have is that Idris Elba was cast to replace Will Smith in Suicide Squad Two. Mm-hmm. He is still going to be in the movie, but he's not going to play Deadshot anymore. They're going to take Deadshot out of it. I think that's smart. Yeah, I think so too.
1: Don't try to replace people. We've learned our lesson with Batman.
0: Well, I think they're rebooting Suicide Squad. Like, Mm. I don't know if it's going to be called Suicide Squad 2. Right Mm -hmm. now it's being referred to as a sequel because we know nothing else. But I think they're going to kind of subtly pretend the first one didn't happen. Yeah, now, now Deadshot is like
1: Slingshot or something.
0: Maybe it's that. Well, there's also going to be a Harley Quinn movie and the new Joker, uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie is going to really like, it's going to encourage that we bury the, the other, right. uh, what's his name?
1: But what will the Harley Quinn movie be like? Are, are they taking into account the Joker movie while making the Harley no. Quinn movie? Joaquin Phoenix is completely separate. He is not part of the DCCU. And is it a Harley Quinn? Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. But is it a Harley Quinn origin story? Is that what we're getting? I think so. I think like how she goes crazy and falls in love with the Joker. But how's the Joker going to be? I know. it's not
0: going to be that guy. What's his goddamn name? Jared Leto? Yes, Jared Leto. Yeah. 30 seconds to Mars. Right. (laughs) You want to talk about shows? Let's do it. All right. I think it's your turn to go first. Okay. Which show would you like to recap?
1: You know what? I'm going to go ahead and recap what we do in the shadows. Well, sure
0: you are. Path of oh, Least Resistance. I think it probably is. Okay, you can recap the uh, first episode of What We Do in
1: the Shadows in three, two, one, go. Okay, the show opens with Guillermo. He is one of the familiars of Laszlo, a current vampire. Uh, the house is filled with vampires that he works in. There is uh, Laszlo and two others. Um, they basically are uh, hundreds of years old. Um, they have a friend or a uh, former boss who's coming to, he wants to take over Staten Island. And that's essentially. Well, They have this like birthing ceremony for that former boss,
0: right? Yes. And so he, they have to go fetch virgins so that they can give so that gift they, him the blood. That's right. So he goes to like some, some LARPers in the park. Yeah. One of them
1: is Beanie Feldstein. And, oh really?
0: Yeah. And, they get scared off or something. She, so
1: she's the the main she's the girl. Gr- LARPer girl? Yeah. The,
0: oh, she's hilarious. Girl. I think she's going to be a big star. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and there was another thing. That, oh, there's the B-plot about the woman vampire who sees this like guy out in the world who she's pretty sure is the reincarnation of oh, her ex-boyfriend who I, she accidentally decapitated while I having sex with I love that, yeah. I thought it was really funny. Nothing was funnier to me than uh, Colin Robinson, the energy vampire yes like the premise he of was so good the people well, he's in the office he's he, he's Nate Nate. in the office <laughs> yeah. really undervalued character in the office he's by the way so he's a, in my favorite scene from the office. everything that's right yeah everything he says in the office is gold yeah. and no one talks about it's him. very funny uh and he's really funny in this too he's, and he looks so different
1: because he's not wearing like a backwards hat and a flannel exactly he
0: it's interesting because energy vampires are like a real thing that we talk about. Yes. But this show takes the
1: angle that they're literally vampires yes. and
0: that's just his specialty. And
1: he says, like, everyone knows and you can totally take that away from the episode. Like everyone does it's he's the most relatable character because yes. they actually exist in day to day.
0: Well, and he says it as a point of pride. I'm the only kind of vampire that can use my powers on other vampires. Yeah. And they find
1: him impossible. Yeah. Yeah, they're falling asleep around him, and he's getting super jazzed up when he drains a room.
0: Right. So what about uh, the other two who are like walking through the park, and there's this like guy who mouths off at them?
1: Yes. I should say that, that the energy vampire is a new addition for the show. He didn't exist in the movie at all. So
0: you're familiar with the feature film?
1: Yes. What about the short film? um so the feature
0: film was in 2014 yes the short film was one from 2005 no way created by jemaine clement and taika waititi right so this has been this thing they've been shepherding for such
1: a long time yeah
0: and by the way before the twilight craze
1: really well they got in and while they're getting was good
0: but how can can you imagine like wanting
1: to usher something for that long
0: yeah, well, I I think and still feel like there's something more here. Like,
1: well, oh, we should do that. That was so fun. Yeah. I, it, honestly, I think they probably did the short film, said that was so fun and so funny. Let's do a longer. I version get that. Of that. And then yeah, there's still more story to tell. Is there more story to tell? I guess it's the third iteration. What's Here's new? the thing: I didn't think that the show was that funny, but it had a lot of work to do. Yes. More so than other comedies. Right. You know, you really have to shape what who everyone is in a in a sci-fi sort of fantasy comedy. We have to set a universe. Yeah, that's yes. right. So that's a lot of work in 28 minutes.
0: Well, it's also doing the uh, mockumentary theme. Yes. In right. fact, apropos of not not even Twilight, but is the whole premise of like interviews with these vampires uh, and Anne Rice play like, right. be a, a big elaborate
1: interview with a vampire it could be parody yep anyway <laughs> i i've never seen an interview with a vampire me neither so i know nothing about it i
0: noticed that this show was produced by scott rudin okay who's, who's like that? one of the biggest movie producers in the world oh which no is way kind of an interesting thing how about when like I was going to start to say about the, the, in the park, the guy melts off and then he attacks him and spills his blood all over this guy's girlfriend. And yeah. she just stands there confused. <laughs> she doesn't scream. She's just like, Oh, what happened? She's drenched in his blood. Well, I
1: feel like he's kind of hypnotizing them while he does it. Oh, maybe that is what's happening. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I do not have any other
1: thoughts. Uh, the guy who played... I thought it was Jermaine for like the first... I thought it was like a Jermaine who right. gained 20 pounds. It's not. He looks so much like him.
0: He does have a look.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Barry is his Or Matt Barry is
0: his name. Okay. No, he's just like producing the show, writing the show, directing the show. Yeah. Which is that's good because yeah. maybe that's how he can separate himself from it. Yeah. Like, maybe that's where we can do something new. I've already done my character. Yeah. Let's see if we can make well, this work universally.
1: And I kind of wonder, is there going to be many cameos on the show? Why not? I would like to see that. Just people that, you know, come into the house or
0: well, how they interact often,
1: with them. How often was that the theme on the Adams
0: Family in a more simple way? It's like somebody like FedEx comes over and hilarity ensues. Right, you know? right, right. The pizza
1: boy is here. Oh, we accidentally killed him. Right. Yeah. It's, th- it's that kind of stuff. I think now that the the universe is built a little bit, I'd be interested to see how the next couple episodes go. I thought it was pretty fun. Becky was roaring. Really? I thought it was hilarious. I I thought it was pretty funny. It wasn't bad. There was a
0: a weird post-credits scene where like a tile fell off the ceiling and then sunlight came in. Were we supposed to glean something from that? Because it it seemed to be hinting at like, uh uh-oh, something bad's going to happen. Yeah, it
1: was basically like this guy is going to come out of his coffin and maybe die or they're going to walk into the room and he'll die. Oh, because he can't go into the sunlight. That's right. They were they were really trying to board everything up. And that's what Guillermo was doing at the end of the show when he was pissed and he was given the glitter portrait. Yes. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> and then he walks over to the window and, like, opens it up a little bit. <laughs> and and uh, the, the Laszlo just goes, Night, night, Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, like, slowly closes it. Like, I couldn't do this to my master.
0: My favorite scene was in the pharmacy where Laszlo and Guillermo are shopping And he keeps calling crepe paper, creepy paper. I thought that was so funny. And, (laughs) and then when he just snaps his fingers and sets the, the macabre paper skeleton on fire and it just burns up in Guillermo's hands. (laughs)
1: I thought that was hilarious. I also liked when they were checking out and he says, (laughs) he tells Guillermo to stab. That's right. To kill the the, uh, (laughs) cashier. And he's like, you're disobeying me and I'm (laughs) making a note of it.
0: Uh, service for two years. Well, 10 years, but oh, yeah. 10 years, 10 years, <laughs> <laughs> just
1: shuts the coffin. Pretty good show. I give it my ass. I give it my ass too. I, I think there's a lot of promise there. Although as far as like LOLs go, not a whole lot in the first episode for me. Right. But it was like, it was enjoyable.
0: But I mean, are there a lot of L- LOLs in the office pilot? Like if we're just no, kinda you're, setting you're the right.
1: tone? You're right. I think it has an opportunity. It's got lags. It's Definitely got legs. And right. you should watch the movie. The movie, I I laughed pretty hard a few times. And it does have Jermaine. Yes. It's it's a lot more about just three vampires living in a house. Right. And the dynamics of that. It's it's like a, a roommate's getting along story.
0: I wonder what his mainstream breakout is going to be, Jermaine Clement. Because Taika Waititi is, is directing some Star Wars TV series episodes now. Yeah. Uh Brett McKenzie is an Academy Award winner. I mean, yeah. I know that's kind of old news, but like, what's
1: Jermaine's? Th- he was going He was in uh, Moana, I guess. He had like a song in Moana, right? Jermaine was in Moana. Jermaine was in um, Legion. Oh, he was. Yeah, that's cool. It was a cool role for him. Yep. Um. Although it just got so crazy. It's, things don't normally get too weird for me. You didn't that, watch season two. And that got I got like halfway through it, and it's you know really... there's only going to be three seasons. Ooh, you love you're that. speaking my language. You love that. Yeah, that's right up my alley. Okay, maybe I'll have to finish it. I think you can power through.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe in you. Cool. Should I recap this other show? Let's do it. A Discovery of Witches. A D of Ws. Which was on Sky TV and moved uh, to AMC in January. Right. A lot of confusion about that between us yesterday. Yeah, we didn't really know where it came from. Yeah. It's been around for a little while. It was also a novel series mm-hmm. uh, by a person.
1: By a person. And that person by Deborah Harkness. It was called the All Souls Trilogy. The All Souls Trilogy, yes. That's right. And uh, my fiance of note really likes those books. Okay. All right, we're gonna recap it in three, two, one, go. It begins
0: with absence and desire. It begins with blood and fear. It begins with the discovery of witches. And there is a woman who is clearly the chosen one, Mm -hmm. and she's being stalked by this horde of, of witch men who want to know why she is so special. Vampire. Beca- vampire man. She's g- got witch powers, and she is able to summon some kind of witch text, and they find that suspicious, and she's like, get away from me. And then ultimately, she gets cornered by this witch guy, and he's... Vampire man. Vampire man. And... It, mm. uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't... I, I don't know a lot of the story that happened in this 46-minute episode. Yeah. Because there wasn't much. There was the whole thing about... Uh, was his name James. Who got eaten in a street, and it was the crazy bloodiest thing. Right. It was very bloody.
1: Yes, it was. He, yeah, he was killed, but to be revived, this his friend um, basically bit his neck to try to make him immortal. But then that didn't work, and there was a reason it didn't work, and they don't know why. Yeah. Um. You know what I mean with the chosen one cliche? Like it seems
0: to. It's like a very sloppily uh, totally stolen Harry Potter, Star Wars thing, and it totally
1: goes back. The the chosen one doesn't have parents.
0: Well, not only that, like I, I just gave up on the Sabrina Netflix show, but Becky's still watching it. Mm -hmm. And this kind of feels like it's just taking off right now because we've brought witches into the zeitgeist again. Yeah. And so like they use the term, well, I guess what we do in the shadows uses the term familiar, but, uh, she's a a orphan who lives with her two aunts and she's, and they say things like, Really Diana, it's time you faced what you are, a witch, which is <laughs> yeah. exactly the premise of Sabrina. Right.
1: Yeah, you um, need to accept it.
0: And the problem with the show is that it has no cheek. It is it's it's got no self-awareness. It takes itself so seriously. It does take itself very seriously. It's
1: a very big budget. I guess so, yeah. Like there there were some like mansions and fast cars and Matthew Good, he's kind of, of a good actor. He was in Downton Abbey. Yes. Yeah, he um I thought he was he was pretty good. He's very creepy, isn't he? He's creepy. Yeah. He's creepy. He was a good good cast. He's very creepy there at the end. Also, who is this main actress? I don't know. She is so beautiful. Yeah, she is. She's yeah. probably the most beautiful person I think I've seen on a show, show, show. Oh, wow. You seem to be saying
0: that more and more.
1: What's that? It's almost as if TV stars are conventionally attractive oh, people. Oh, no way. Yeah. Have I been saying that a lot lately? I see, it seems to me you said that.
0: About somebody else recently. Oh, I'm becoming creepy. No, it's not. It's okay to recognize somebody's a- attractive
1: <laughs> level. I mean, she was she was nice looking, but she didn't have a lot of
0: personality. There
1: was no character to her. It's time for the slain scale, and she's a 10. Ew. <laughs> We're Ira and the douche. Ew. Crazy Ira and the douche. Crazy Ira <laughs> <in> the douche. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Um, all right. I'm kind of falling apart here on this podcast. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You got it. Yes, I am. Uh, okay, the name A Discovery of Witches Feels like it was generated on a Game of Thrones fan site Like okay. A Game of Thrones, A Discovery of Witches right. A Feast of Crows, A right. Clash of Kings A sure. Discovery of Witches uh, It was bad, I didn't like it I also
1: got a um, a Da Vinci Code vibe from it earlier A little on. bit, a little bit Yeah, they had really good actors in it The, the redhead in it was also from mm. um, uh, Sherlock Oh, okay I think the like Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. Yeah. But yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I am not scared to give it my ass. Oh, I've never given it my ass. Really? Oh, that was bad. Wow. You know what
0: it bothered me? She went for a run, she's wearing her like stretchy pants and her windbreaker. Uh-huh. She's wearing this big goddamn medallion while she runs.
1: Oh yeah. Like, why do you have to wear the medallion? Why are you, this- you have to have something that makes you look a little bit witchy?
0: Oh, was it a witchy thing? But she rejects her witchdom.
1: I know. I know, but it does look a little more haunting, doesn't it?
0: I don't know. I think it was just to, like, I I don't know, over costume somebody. Yeah. They just gave her this great big weird necklace. Maybe. How long was she rowing for? Until
1: nighttime. (laughs) Until late at night. No one rows at nighttime. No, it seems very dangerous. (laughs) It's not a thing that happens.
0: And also, he's right. Like, I know he showing up in the dark boathouse and saying, you really shouldn't be in here in the dark by yourself is a creepy thing to say, but it's also true. You shouldn't be in the dark by yourself.
1: Now, here's a question. Okay. The show ends with him seeing her garment on the ground. Yes. And him picking it up and smelling it. Inhaling all of it. Inhaling it and being like, like obviously stricken by like, I have an appetite for this human. He becomes almost demonic. Yeah. And he's like, you need to walk away. Why did he pick up the garment and smell it in the first place?
0: I don't know. He was, yeah, maybe he was smelling her witchness.
1: Yeah, because he's maybe. just
0: kind of suspicious that she's a witch, right?
1: Well, for some reason, why did the sword of Godric Gryffindor come to you? That's right. That's exactly right. And sh- and she doesn't know or care. Right. She kind of is. She's like, I just want, I just want to row. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you just let me be a whatever I am and row? Is she supposed to be a lawyer or something? A doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Right. 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 She's like researching stuff at yes. the beginning. Yeah. What's up with all the doctors in the show? Ugh! So many doctors. Well, vampires are doctors, and she's a doctor. That's the other thing: is vamp? Is this a, vampire a discovery thing? of doctors?
0: Right. <laughs> is vampires? We're over vampires culturally. Mm-hmm. But are we setting the table now for a bunch of witch stuff to
1: come back in covens and stuff? Right. Covens, etc Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. He broke the coven by trying to make that man live. By oh yeah, him. that's, that's what, why they had to appeal that. That's what Jen said.
0: What about the thing in the woods where they led the guy with a shotgun down into the woods and then she made a ring of fire and I
1: sang Johnny Cash to Becky and (sighs) then the guy fell through the ground. That was a point of excitement for me. It was kind of interesting. That was the
0: best part of the episode for sure.
1: Well, and I was wondering, did she send him to hell or did she just kill him?
0: I think she just buried him beneath the earth because then the ground resurfaced. Right. So
1: he's just alive. Maybe she did did send him to, to hell, but he was just a guy in the woods with a gun. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Why did... Oh, that guy just did it because he was like, hey, there's a witch. You should come see this Yeah, witch. he wanted to go witch like, hunting. Yeah. Because
0: humans have such prejudice. Right. Against witches. Right. Is that
1: what the show's about? Uh, the it's pre- about... It's a The friggin- prejudices we all have. It's a
0: metaphor for racism. That would yeah. be the worst thing I've... Especially since there's no black people in this show. <laughs> the fair. No, there yeah. is. She has a black
1: friend. Right. Who she goes out for a drink with. Might right. be a
0: love interest. He maybe? gets wine. She gets beer.
1: Yeah. What does it mean? I don't know. Oh, she wants to stay away. Blood. Oh, maybe he's a vampire. Maybe because the vampires drink wine. They drink blood. Did you see that? Drink wine. They drank wine at the bar.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They drink blood.
1: Oh, yes, they do drink blood too. Right, that's the thing about vampires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't give it my ass. He's like, "Can I get a pint of uh, type O? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, um, I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna." go counter on this one boo. I'm gonna give my ass boo Why not? I don't is, think it was bad enough to not watch more of I thought it was pointless well it kind of was like the first episode but is Sabrina not pointless
0: no it is pointless I don't think I gave no. Sabrina my ass oh, I thought I, you did I watched a lot of it but I don't <laughs> oh, think okay. I gave it my ass uh, okay fair enough there's a big difference Lainey. I know I'm in sorry. this case I won't be watching it
1: because it's very bloody I just think like th- there was a, a big budgetness of it that only Sky Network. I don't need to give it give.
0: my ass because somebody paid for it. Because eh, somebody backed up a Brinks truck, I have to give it more of my attention.
1: I mean, what about the rowing? I mean, there was. Rowing. Did you not like the rowing but in the boathouse?
0: She wore the goddamn medallion while, she, while she's rowing. Yeah, but she's, she's a gonna ten. Get, she's gonna get.
1: <laughs> I'm just joking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> you better just, find out what her name is. I'm just trying is. to make the most invalid points yeah. as possible.
0: Let's find out what her name is so that you know.
1: No, don't give me this fuel.
0: You don't want You don't want her to be a person. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A discovery of Witches starring Matthew Good and mm-hmm. Teresa Palmer. That sounds like a familiar name. Teresa Palmer. She was also in a zombie show. She was Palmer, in, barely she nowhere. She was in a horror movie <laughs> called Lights Out. Um, She's in Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge, okay. She's been in a lot of like genre stuff by the looks of things. Okay. Yeah. As token, nice looking person.
1: Teresa Palmer. That's right. I'm looking her up on Instagram.
0: Stop being ridiculous. I'm just joking. <laughs> Will Smith is in a new movie called uh, Gemini Man. Okay. For which he has been digitally de-aged.
1: Oh, what? Yeah. We're taking this trust thing to a next level. Yeah. I mean, what more can you say than never trust Will Smith when the That's guy- literally is, not his face. He's trying to manipulate you yeah. through CGI. Right. To seem more youthful. And this is the same fresher. If you will, we're more frustrated by this than we were after he was turned blue <laughs> for some reason.
0: <laughs> That's true. That was also a digital reconstruction of his, of his image, multiple cases of n- n- untrustworthiness. A lot of people had problems with the bluing of, of Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I have more problems with the digital de-aging of him. First of all, cause he doesn't need to be de-aged. I, yeah. I don't know what the movie is about at all, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it seems to me he has a, a vibrant enough, uh, twinkle of youth in his eye that they don't need to young him down.
1: That's right. He's found the fountain of youth, and he's exploiting it. Isn't that the whole point?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Paul Rudd turned 50 this week, and there was so much discussion about how good he looks for 50 and how he never ages. Okay. And I'm starting to worry that maybe we're going to give Paul Rudd a bit of a complex. Like, he's going to see all of this. And, like, the only thing people ever want to talk about with Paul Rudd is, so you never age. The same thing with Rob Lowe. And Rob Lowe... Rob Lowe, I think,
1: is a little more common.
0: Except for that Rob Lowe is less accessible than... Paul Rudd, like Paul Rudd's whole career has been built around being the everyman. Right. Who's also very handsome and charming. Right. And now he doesn't age. Right. Like he looks the same as he did in Clueless. And so what's he gonna start doing to himself so he can retain some of that? Yeah. Because he thinks that's his value to the world. Or does he or go Paul the Rudd? other way? Just starts and wearing start, old age makeup. Start looking as grizzled as possible. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're trying to turn people off to him.
0: I like it. I think you should do that. Uh, He's exactly. got nothing to prove. He made it 50 years being sexy.
1: Yeah, give it up, man. That's right. Make same some, with
0: you too, uh, Will Smith.
1: <laughs> You're look old for Christ Same in. with you too, Bono, for God's sake. <laughs>
0: Why Bono? I have a, Well, you said you too. Oh, same with you too. Yeah. No, same with you as well, Will Smith. There look old. Go. Look old for God's sake. Look your years. Look your experience. Look your life. Be yourself. Never trust Will Smith. Be yourself and never trust will <laughs>